count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying try and told, try and told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome gang, to the Grindcast. Grind Simon Arias here. here. Get ready. It's Get a, ready new day. a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Uh, we're going to talk about today. A um, little while back, we asked for anybody with any uh, topics or questions, and so we got a bunch of them. So what we did is I think we have 15 questions uh, that others have asked. And what we're going to do is I'm going to try to keep these to averaging two minutes or less per question uh, so we can get this done in less than 30, 30 minutes or so. So uh, first one is how long have you been in this business and how long did it take for you personally to taste success? So my definition of success has changed over the years. Um, so I could just give you what, what I mean by that. Um, I've been in this business for 14 years uh, in the insurance business. Um, it's been great to me. It was my number one source of, of everything, all the tools, all the knowledge, all the money uh, that would eventually get invested into other things and, and uh, wisdom would get put into other businesses uh, after over 10 years in this business. So. Um, I think I, I tasted success pretty quick. Uh, within my first 90 days, uh, I was making more money than I ever thought I would make in my whole life. My, my goal was to, if one day I could make six figures, um, that was my goal coming out of college at Youngstown, you know, playing and uh, growing up in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, I thought, man, maybe one day I'll be able to make six figures, 10, 20 years. And uh, within 90 days, I was already making that. Um, with American income. And so if my def definition of success was that, it would be early now, like first couple months. Um, I was promoted to one of the highest levels of leadership when they weren't giving those positions out easily uh, within seven months. Um, a level that took people five years to get to, I was promote promoted to in nine months. So I feel like I had success quickly in this business, but true success uh, probably took me a few years. And what I mean by true success is when I really started to learn that we need to just make it all about others. Uh, let the money be a byproduct, but focus on, man, what can I do to just best serve all these people? How can I just put my focus on making sure these people are okay? And defining success is giving back to other people uh, the way that I treat others, eventually, you know, I've never been more successful than when I was uh, uh, being married and having children and running a business and feeling like I'm not failing at any of them. Um, that's the ultimate success in starting a, a, a chapter of a youth program in Youngstown five years ago at the age of 30 years old. You know, I think all of that is the real true success, uh, but early on for the financial success. Uh, did you think that you would be where you're at today when you first started, did you see this type of success coming? No, no way. Um, I thought I thought big, but when I first started, I was scared to death. First of all, I never thought that we would be where we're at in the first year or two. Uh, I, I, I didn't learn how to think big enough. Nobody taught me how to think really big and how much our lives would be dictated just by our thoughts. I had no clue uh, on how to think or what words to speak and how that would determine my life. Um, over time, I would learn that. Um, did I see this type of success coming? No. 
uh, that I think we would be where we're at today? Uh, no, no, not at all. But I I'm grateful that I got put around uh, the people that I did. I think mentorship and the people that you're influenced by makes, makes a big difference. Uh, third one was, what are your personal strengths and what are your weaknesses? Uh, man, great question. Uh, I think my personal strengths uh, definitely at, at the top of the list would be my discipline. Uh, once I set my mind on something, uh, I don't care how I feel uh, or what's going on. Uh, I'm going to do what's required to find a way to get it done and win and stick to that process. Uh, I'm committed. Uh, I'm loyal uh, to, to things and to, and to people. I don't give up uh, very easily. Um, I think my heart uh, balance for, you know, a lot of people that are tough in nature have a hard time balancing that and showing vulnerability and being soft at the same time and loving on people. Uh, I think that's a strength of mine, being able to know uh, that I can be soft and love on people the majority of the time, uh, but being able to turn into a beast when, when I absolutely have to and turning into fearless. Um, it, those would be some of the things that I think are strengths. Um, I'd be more interested to hear what the people around me think are my strengths. Uh, I think I motivate people. Uh, I think my weaknesses, um, I've gotten better at it, but patience, uh, being more patient to not um, jump the gun on certain things because I get all excited and, and uh, make fast decisions, you know, at, at times. Um, sometimes they work out well, sometimes they don't. Um, I think my temper was uh, was uh, on a scale of one to ten used to be an eight. I'm at a probably a four now, um, which is a big improvement. But I think I still can get better uh, in that area. I would say. Um, what other weaknesses would I say? Man, I'd like probably uh, fixing things. You know, I need to. Uh, my, my my wife, my mom. The, I'd like to ask what they think my weaknesses are. Uh, I know my weakness is, is uh, like I can't fix anything uh, for the most part. I mean, I could do some of the basic things like I could change a light bulb and, you know, stuff like that. But like as far as really being handy, not your guy. Uh, so that would be uh, a weakness. Oh, um, I don't know if I'm super organized. Uh, I think I'm organized because I hired people to help me be organized. So uh, I'm organized. But. Uh, I wasn't always that way. Um, uh, another weakness is uh, oh, like tech, tech, uh, technology. I'm horrible with it. Uh, I can't type. Uh, I mean, I can, but it's it's funny to watch. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Like I type with two fingers. I peck, uh, and not like I still can't use all these fingers. Um, so I'm not good with typing. I'm not good with uh, with with technology, um, stuff like that. Um, how do you stay so motivated daily? Um, I think motivation comes from the word motive. Uh, so what is your motive is going to determine your motivation. Uh, so when my motive is helping kids, it's hard for me not to be motivated uh, to make sacrifices required to help them. Uh, when my motive is to be a better husband and a better father, it's hard to not want to do things to, to make yourself better uh, for people that you love so much. When your motive is to uh, win and change the world and you compare yourself to, um, I never compare myself to the people I'm beating. I'm only comparing myself to the people I'm losing to. 
Uh, I only compare myself to what I can be, not to who I am right now. Uh, I try to find great men uh, and great people that I look at as so much better than me in, in every aspect of my life. When I look at somebody better than me physically or better than me at, at being a dad or a husband or better than me at marriage or better than me at whatever, I try to look at those things and close the gap and focus on what I could do to get better versus patting myself on the back on um, how well that I've done. And so that helps to keep me uh, motivated as well as knowing how many people's lives are in my hands. Uh, I use the game to keep me motivated because I know it'll help me make the right decisions for people uh, when it comes to my business. Uh, I think they say life, uh, one of the only ways to, to, to prove life and show life is by growth at times. Um, I focus on growing, uh, focus on doing more uh, than what people think is possible from a number standpoint. On accident, it ends up kicking out more money. But I know I just need to grow business if I want to give other people an opportunity, if I want their lives to grow and not sit back and just be comfortable. I think people that get comfortable, especially in a position of leadership, um, is selfish. Um, once you start to take on other people's lives in your hands, if you're not motivated, you're hurting all these other people. Uh, if you really care about them, you understand it's your, it, it's your duty to provide the best opportunity for these people that you can. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to lead some quality people that make me feel like I always have to earn that and get better for them every day. Um, who is your number one all-time motivator and why, uh, him or her? Um, I think in life, uh, my mom. Uh, my mom is my biggest motivator. Uh, she was my biggest motivation uh, growing this thing because I wanted to provide better for her. But I also wanted my life to be a reward uh, because I watched her, my grandmother, and people sacrifice and struggle to just give me a glimpse of an opportunity at times. And I felt like the payoff and the reward for them would be for me to do something with it. And so my motivation became those people um, and still is my biggest drive and biggest motivation. Uh, my mom always has believed in me. Uh, my grandmother, people that were that like that to me, always taught me that I could do anything uh, that I wanted to do, even when nobody else believed they would believe in me. So that person, that belief uh, was motivational to me. Um, nowadays, people that I look to for, for motivation, I uh, look to T.D. Jakes uh, is, is uh, super influential, you know, in my life for motivation. Uh, John Maxwell, Steve Furtick, uh, um, Ray Ray, Ray Lewis uh, mot motivates me. And uh, in, in, uh, in God, uh, I feel like, re rejuvenates and renews my spirit um, when I need it the most. Um, what was the number one factor that made you turn your life around? Um, man, I think mentorship, um, the company that you keep, uh, birds of a feather flock together. Show me your circle. I'll show you your future. Uh, getting around people that were, uh, growing and, uh, responsible in their personal lives and the way that they handled themselves, uh, such as my mentor, Marcus Smith, Jim Serace, um, Mike Basu, uh, Nick Zangardi, you know, all people that I'm shooting out that were uh, Pat Bendor, you know, just people that early in my career, I hung out around a lot uh, and they turned out now, all those people are just great individuals and great people. So I feel like I got lucky just to be around uh, those people 
but smart enough to trust my gut instinct that even though people were saying, oh, it's commission and uh, you shouldn't do this job and you're an hour and a half away from home and you didn't need a college degree, my gut instinct told me these people were the freaking real deal and they were. And uh, so I think the number one uh, factor that helped me to turn my life around was the people that I surrounded myself with. Uh, what was your best moment in life versus your worst moment in life? Uh, my best moment in life, um, I think, um, was having my kids uh, by far. Uh, I think those were my best moments in life. You know, winning the state championship is up there. Uh, winning some business awards is up there, but not in the top three or four uh, that come uh, to the top of my mind. Um, worst moments uh, in life, man, early on being locked up in juvenile, uh, having friends murdered, you know, that, that uh, were, were close to me, um, losing friends due to drugs or due to, um, you know, murder. Uh, those, those are some of my, my lowest uh, moments in life. Uh, do they outweigh each other or do you need uh, both of them? Man, I, I, I would give a lot of this stuff back to have some of these people back. Um, but when I look at what some of the bad things uh, happening to me uh, did for me, uh, it's almost like it was preparing me for a, for a better moment. Being poor uh, at one point of my life helped me to relate and understand other people's issues. Um, being around violence helped me to learn, being small, how to uh, handle myself in any city in America, uh, but also at the same time, people taught me uh, humility. So I, I look at some of these things and um, to have different perspectives, um, not having a dad caused me to grow up quicker, which caused me to make certain decisions, which ended up making me better you know, in life. And uh, being around a lot of women that had to raise me helped me to, to learn and, and, and understand women better than most men would, would be able to. Um, being small, I think, was a huge positive uh, for me. You know, if I could go back and change it and say, man, don't you all want to be 6'5", 250? And uh, I look at my attitude and the way I played the game and think if I was 6'5", 250, what would have happened? And, and, and sometimes you wish that. And, and then I look and I'm thinking, man, I'm just glad because it taught me to be an animal. Uh, I had to train four times as hard as everybody else. I had to be early. I had to stay late. I had to make more plays. I had to watch more film, had to be more coachable, had to be more tough, had to do all these extra things because of my size that when I got into the world outside of sports, I realized that the size did not matter anymore and that the things inside of you were the things that would produce the world outside of you and all those things that were one time a disadvantage turned around and were my advantage. Um, why do I think that people get comfortable in their situation even though it's a bad one? Um, I think that the, they look at the, what it will take to get them out of their uncomfortable situation and the, the, the discomfort of where they are because they're comfortable if it's a bad situation, but they're still really, it's, they're, they're, they're not comfortable, but they'd rather stay in that discomfort uh, because they're comfortable and used to it and because they know how much work it's going to take to get out of that situation. 
So it's like pick your uncomfort. Do you want to be uncomfortable and stay in the situation or get uncomfortable for a while and get out of that situation? And I think people just choose, man, I'd rather keep this discomfort than that discomfort because I don't want to do all that work or I don't want to learn how to do this or I don't want to be around those people. I'm just comfortable for where I'm at. Uh, or fear. Uh, fear of, of, of change, fear of I know all of these people, I know how to function here, I'm going to have to relearn, I'm going to have to go back to being small where no one knows me in order to grow. If I'm used to living this life, I'm cool in this circle. I know how to speak in this circle. I'm going to have to learn how to speak a different language. I'm going to have to humble myself. Maybe I'm a big dope dealer over here, but over here with these people, it don't matter and actually the way I talk is a disadvantage and I have to humble myself and, and be open to learning from these people and not operating where everybody else thought that I was great in one area. Um, I also think that they don't look at their vision. Like what do you want for your family 20 years from today? What do you, what do you want from your, for your family 15 years from today? Um, and, and I think people live short term, short sighted that stay in their comfort because they just know, man, I'm okay. I just want to stay here this week. I feel better uh, this month. I feel better because they're, they're not looking at where they want to be three years from today to encourage them to get out of their comfort zone. Um, were you always a leader or is that something that you learned over time? Um, man, as long as I can remember, um, I think I was leading. You know, I think I remember leading uh, in class, I remember leading in sports, young. Um, but I, what I can say is, is that got developed uh, over time, um, uh, got better over time because of the coaches and the people that were uh, put in my life and the effort that got that went into uh, leadership um, development. But yeah, I mean, I, I can remember um, I learned a whole hell of a lot over time. Absolutely, got better. Um, but I can remember early on having some 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 of those qualities. Um, how do you get past the bad days? Um, gratitude, you know, first thing is when you look at your bad days, uh, when people get real down, they typically lose their gratitude. Um, if you had a bad day and you would look at how much worse other people's days could be and how they would love to be in your shoes, somebody died last night gasping for air would love to have whatever your problem is right now and you know it's ironic that uh, I have a friend of mine that lost her mom looks like yesterday and um, you know maybe her for her mom or or her mom would wish she could have another week or month or year or whatever and so you're all upset because Somebody quit, you got a flat tire, you're behind on your bills for two weeks. Like what's really the real issue here if you look at how grateful that you can be, that you have four kids and there's people out there that don't have any kids. You have two parents, there's people out there that have no parents. Um, your business didn't rock the way you wanted it to this month or year, but you have a business to rock and other people don't. And so I think just going to, to gratitude uh, on my bad days, but I'm still not perfect. Um, I also have learned that 
after the rain comes sunshine and, and it may seem gloomy for a couple days, the more you sulk in that, the longer it seems that goes. And the more you focus on letting it pass and controlling what you can control, a lot of times bad days are dictated by not only perspective and a lack of gratitude, but people trying to control shit they can't control. The most stressful thing to do is when you try to focus on things you can't control. Um, uh, think of all the things that you cannot control that you allow to steal your joy and remove those and focus on what it is that you can control. Keep an attitude of, of gratitude. And uh, for me, the bad days, I got to plug in some positivity into my head. So I'm listening to some positive, you know, audio books or people on YouTube and exercise. I have to blow off steam. I have to get some exercise in to be at my best and to stay mentally healthy. How does negativity at home affect your day away from home? Um, I don't know if there's a bigger determining factor. Um, it's very difficult to be focused, uh, especially in an environment. The more success that you're going to bring, the more problems that you're going to have to solve. The more problems you have to solve, the more stress that that brings. Uh, the more you have to learn to stay calm. If you have baggage going on in your head at home, it makes it definitely more difficult to be successful out there uh, in the world already taking on problems and stress. Uh, and th home needs to be a place of rest and, and security. But it doesn't always work out that way. Um, you know, for me, having support at home and, and not arguing all the time and, and, and not having somebody nagging uh, all the time at me uh, in my situation, you know, I don't have somebody at home that's extremely needy. Um, so for me to go for two or three days on the grind, not getting harassed uh, or made to feel bad, uh, but I'll, she'll also let me know if I'm taking it too far and it helps me to be better as a, as a parent. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's anything that can affect me more than if there's issues going on at home. So I, I think it's got to be up there as one of the top three things to do is getting your personal life in order, getting your support system in order, getting your home life in order, uh, in order to, to have a successful business life. Your personal life will show symptoms in your business life. Um, do you have any advice for a person with no vision? someone who cannot see success ever happening to them. Um, absolutely. I wouldn't say that I never saw success happening. I felt like I would have some success. But I wouldn't say that I thought big enough or had a big vision. So my advice would be to um, expose yourself to people that think big. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions to people and ask somebody to help you create a vision for yourself. Um, and it takes humility. So many people lack the humility to just ask uh, somebody to help them. And the worst that can happen is they'll say no. Most people won't. And so you ask somebody, can you help me create a vision? Um, get around people that think big. Read books, uh, audio books of people that are where you want to be. And it'll help you to create your vision because you realize how human these people are. You'll listen to their story and you'll hear adversity and obstacles and that it's okay to have these things happen. So many times people have adversities happen in their life and obstacles happen in their life and they think that 
that means they shouldn't have success or that it's not meant to be or or they're never going to make it or so they stop and it, it couldn't be further from the truth it's uh it's an illusion it's not true uh if it was an if it they call it an obstacle because it's something you can get around or over. Uh, otherwise, they'd call it like a steel wall. Uh, it's an obstacle. And, uh, you know, my friend James Kiefer used to tell me, you know, it, it's an obstacle illusion. It's an, uh, you know, your optical illusion. It's an illusion that it's, you can't get past it, but you actually can. And, you know, imagine if you really wanted something bad enough, uh, forget who said that. I was listening to somebody's podcast and they 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 were giving this example but let's say you you had a kid that god forbid uh got in a car accident you got a phone call at work and they said kids in a car accident you went outside and and you saw uh your car uh had a flat tire uh would you say it's just not meant to be for you to get to the hospital or would you find a way around it so you borrow somebody's car you go running down all of a sudden you stop at a stoplight car breaks down would you say you know what probably not meant to be for me to uh, get to the hospital to see my child or would you throw somebody out of their car or beg and plea and find a way to get there and then you get to the hospital and your your, your child is in the back and and uh, people come out and they say here fill out all this paperwork sit here for an hour and we'll bring you back would you be okay with that and think that it was just meant to be for you to not be back there or would you plow past everybody and say I have to get back here so often people come up with obstacles and as these obstacles arise, they think it's a sign for them to not pursue what it is that they're supposed to pursue. Uh, I think it's a freaking choice, man. You know, people are looking for this sign of who they're supposed to marry and what. It ain't ever going to be perfect. It becomes a freaking choice. You're going to have obstacles. You can choose to win or you could choose to make excuses. And uh, choosing to win means you got to get through adversity and not think that it's something that's meant to stop you. Um, how do sports and fitness help you so much in success? Um, um, it gives me an out. It gives me a a, a way to relieve stress, uh, an outlet. It keeps me more patient. It keeps me growing because I'm never where I want to be, uh, and there's always somebody better than me. Um, especially, I can give three days a week to martial arts and jujitsu and there's people that are given seven days a week so I'm never where I want to be uh, so it keeps me growing keeps me uncomfortable keeps me humble um, but probably the biggest thing is is it, is it keeps my mind right um, when I exercise and work out the way that my mind feels the way that my mind thinks um, I don't get sick as many as much as everybody else um, uh, I get sick like everybody else but not as much as everybody else I recover faster than everybody else, I feel like, because I'm in shape uh, and, and I take uh, health and wellness seriously. Uh, when people can't understand, how are you getting home? You know, if I'm with somebody on a business trip and we have a three-day grind, as much as I believe in six to eight hours of sleep, sometimes on my business grind, a couple days go and I can't make that happen. I got to go four to five or four to six hours of sleep. And I'll be with a couple other people and I watch them slow down by day two. When I'm getting up to work out, they can't do it. Uh, I'm up earlier than them. I'm going later than them. I'm, I'm still going. They're tired. And I, I think it reflects the physical conditioning and the health and the food and the nutrition that, like an athlete, you can go further in your journey, in your race, uh, than others, and they can't keep up with you. 
uh, in this race if you treat your body the right way. Um, last two questions, why is grind such an important word to you? Uh, grind is, is defined as a, a, a repetitive task uh, that somebody does over and over again to obtain a desired result. Um, I think so many people desire greatness, um, but they underestimate the amount of work that it takes to, to put in. My whole life has been a grind, uh, from not having a ton of money to being the man in my house to uh, growing up in a, in, a, in a rougher environment to being small in sports. Uh, my whole life was a grind. And so I tell people I ain't grinding, I am the grind. And uh, I feel like that's how I've won my whole life. And uh, I think that's one of the characteristics that I've seen from people that consistently win is they got a work ethic that's impeccable and they're willing to grind. And grind doesn't sound like something that is always cute and sexy. It sounds like something that has to happen in order to produce a, a, a desired result. Um, and it's repetitive and it's redundant and it needs to happen. It represents the process necessary in one word to get to where you want to be. Uh, the last one is, why do you think it is that people want nice things the fast way without doing the work? Why do I think that it is that people want nice things the fast way without doing the work? I think that most people uh, want, um, anybody human would want nice things the fast way versus putting in the work. You know, if you tell me, I can get this done in a year versus five years. Why would I not want to do it in a year? I think the, the trap to this is nothing worth having lasts and uh, nothing worth having is easy. Things that are easy don't last and things that last are not easy. And so I think anybody that has achieved any sort of greatness is very weary about people that say uh, this is going to be really easy. Uh, they're promising you uh, $500,000 a year, you're not going to have to work very hard. They're promising you you're going to get this and it doesn't add up to the amount of work that you're going to do. Only fools buy into that stuff because the real ones have already, like when you've already been through the process, what it costs, you understand is what it costs. Like if somebody comes to me and shows up with, with a, a, a nice new watch that I know is ten grand, they say this is $1,000, I'm already like, is this stolen? Because it can't be real. Is it a knockoff? Like this can't be legit. I think people get fooled into wanting the things the easy way and they end up losing that thousand dollars and buying the wrong watch or buying a knockoff and getting hustled. By hustling the system and trying to shortcut it, you hustle yourself and cut yourself short. And I think people don't understand that. Uh, they're not taught that enough. Uh, not a lot of people obtain what it is that a lot of these people want to uh, uh, obtain. And so they don't understand that what they think is easy is actually making their life harder. And people that learn that, they understand the reason why they're doing the things that are hard is because they want to make their life easier. And so people got to get that through your head, uh, through their head is, is, if you see somebody eating fish and vegetables and juicing vegetables and taking vitamins, it's not because they like to do that. They understand this short-term thing they don't feel like do, doing is going to give them a better result down the road. 
if you see somebody putting in a lot of hours and grinding and working on the, you know their business or whatever it is, I know for me, my motivation was so down the road I have options in life. Now I choose to grind. I used to have to grind. There's a difference. And I am able to choose to grind because I did what I had to do when I had to grind. And I didn't always feel like doing it. And so I think I want to just encourage people out there that the real shortcut is the process. And it's just like when you try to take a shortcut with directions and you make a wrong turn, you end up taking longer to get to your destination if you just would have took the route that you knew. Eventually, you're going to get there. Uh, if you take a shortcut and it's the wrong turn, you're going to cut yourself short and you're going to have to, it's going to cost you more time. But there really isn't a lot of shortcuts in, in business and in success. Uh, the shortcut is putting in the work. The shortcut is doing the right thing. And the faster that you get to work on doing the work, the faster you're not going to have to do the things you don't feel like doing or at least you're going you're gonna to be where you want to be. The longer you delay doing the work that's necessary, the longer it's going to take for you to get to where you want to be. And here's what I've learned. Inflation, babe. The, the longer you wait, the more expensive that it gets. The older that you are, the more expensive that the price gets. And the earlier and the sooner you could pay the price, the better your life is going to be. So I would like to thank you guys one more time, my fellow brothers and sisters out here on the grind. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud.